Welcome, everybody, to the Film Alchemist podcast, the podcast where we take movies we love, break them apart to find out what makes them magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined, as always, on the tumultuous seas by my friend and co-host, Alex Dan Dino. <laughs> uh, this week, guys, we're still in the Animals Attack the Pod Month. Second entry, uh, Revenge and Fighting on the, the Ocean Blue. As it were, we're doing 1977 Orca. Uh, so, so Orca, the killer whale, as it's sometimes called. Two years after Jaws, a bit of a response to Jaws, I would say. A bit. Yeah. I actually like to call this movie Jaws Wick myself. <laughs> it really I is. think this is the crazy thing. There are things about this movie that I enjoy so much that on a given day... You could get me to say I like this movie more than Jaws. <laughs> no shit. Well, you know, this seems like it's kind of right up your alley. It has a little more of a, so to speak, bite to it than Jaws in some respects. Right. Very good. See, I, I love pun work. I love yeah. wordplay. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a little less serious at times, uh, while also having a more a more pointed uh, view. Right. Yeah, the it, the thing about Jaws is Jaws is just kind of this ambient. You know, man versus the sea kind of threat, right? right? He's just he's there in the background. The shark itself fades away. This one is the exact opposite. Sometimes in extreme close up, uh, <laughs> we get the killer whale who is really dead set and determined to kill. And it just I love this movie. I've always loved this is one of those weird movies my mom introduced me to when we were very young. This is one of those movies we'd watch a lot. Right. Uh, so yeah, I've actually I've seen this movie a lot. Not as much as Jaws. Jaws is one of those movies that's always on TV, so you just see it, right? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, when, as soon as you start it up, uh, you know you're in for a treat because we just get a really. This movie does a lot of B-roll montages of yes. uh, the killer whales, but the opening one especially, uh, underlaid with a little bit of porn music. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> so oh they're God. they're setting the stage for orca baby baby making. Oh and then at the end, just that the the shot that you see a lot throughout the rest of the movie is the orca free willying out of the water. Yeah, very <laughs> and popular. And they, they flip it, so it's the same whale, but it's jumping in many different directions. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I always love that. So then immediately we cut right from like this beautiful music video of you know orca porn, right. We cut right out to the seas, right? We see a diver, diver swimming around, trying to avoid a shark. This, that, and the other. And then we're introduced to the crew of this ship, right? A, a bunch of salty dogs, as we ha uh, see. And the ship is led by none other than Richard Harris playing a character named Nolan. Nolan. Captain Nolan. Yeah, and this is a truly, truly great performance in this movie by Richard Harris, as we'll elaborate on as we go on. <laughs> but yeah, so one of the first things we see, right, is... There's a little interplay between them and the boat. A diver's down, but a shark's coming, right? A, the a world's young, dumbest a young, diver. A young Robert Carradine. Yeah, so actually it's Revenge of the Nerds Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in the boat. He falls out, right? And a shark's coming to get him. And uh, what do we see? But we see a shark swimming. Boom! Out of nowhere. An orca just fucks this shark up. Yeah. Gets... So immediately, the filmmakers are throwing down, oh, you like that pussy-ass Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> Here's an orca that would just fucking murder Jaws like a bitch. I think I read... And the orca shown as a bit as of a benevolent force. <laughs> I think I read that uh, 
Dino De, De Laurentiis, who uh, produced the movie, was like, hey, find me. Like, basically, they saw Jaws, and he was like, yeah, let's think of what would kill Jaws. And that's basically where the movie came from. But then it's also yeah, based on a novel. there's one thing. There's one thing. Which is <laughs> insane. It's also based on a novel, which I had absolutely no idea. This is the first time I ever watched this movie. I had no idea it was based on a novel. I was like, wow, mind blown. <laughs> Some guy's just like, how do I capture the exact prestige and longevity of Moby Dick? I get it. I'll just do the exact same thing, but flipped. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Moby I mean, chasing a dick. That's what this movie. I mean, that's all exactly about. what this is, though. Like, and I feel like a lot of the time, whenever we see movies about, it's interesting because we're curating this month, like you know, when animals attack. But I feel like anytime we see a movie about the open seas and about us versus the ocean, it's never really the ocean's fault that humanity is a fucking dick. Like, it's always. It's always a person who like is out either for like fame and glory or some form of revenge. And as we'll find, like Nolan's got his own personal reasons and shit. But like every single time a human goes in the water to like hunt for sport or murder something, they always get fucked with. Like and rightfully so. But Mother Nature basically in this realm of the ocean versus humanity is like the ocean will win every time, guys. Stay the fuck away. Just stay out. Well, right, and this, but this movie goes the extra step, right? So we open with orca baby making with lovely music and even like a what seems like a whale's humping shot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's actually the whale's boning. Oh, yeah. And then we cut from there to this orca actually saves human life. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You could say it's just pred- predatory or whatever, but it's played in the movie as a benevolent act, right? right. So now we've made this orca. <laughs> then we cut to... If I'm not mistaken, we cut right into the classroom, which is the uh, professor lady goes on what feels like a five to ten minute. You feel like you're actually in a classroom yeah, lecture. I was like about how whales this. are essentially the greatest animal who's ever lived. They're so much better than us at everything. Yeah. Right? So we're building up this mythos of uh, the just the amazing, powerful whale that's already saved humans. We see all this, right? Yeah. From there, we jump through the the super awesome and unusual uh, voiceover. I knew Nolan, and Nolan was a, a scruffy pirate, but I loved him. <laughs> or she said. It only uses the voiceover like three times in the movie, and every time it's very unsettling. You're like, Wait, what's happening? This movie has spectacular voiceover use. Like Charlotte Rampling's voice is this like perfect like authoritarian mother voice that's just you're like, yeah, of course, absolutely. Well, also, they just, they're like, we can't possibly show any reason why she would fall in love with this old sea dog. So we're just going to just say it yeah, straight up. We're just going to be like, we're just yeah. going to blow right back. So her whole job is like saving the whales and preaching their glory. And then this guy just wants to go fucking murder some whales. She's like, <laughs> it's cool, though, because, you know, Richard Harris is so insanely attractive in this movie. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> he is the but, uh, most attractive. <laughs> Wink. Yeah. With the worst haircut ever and the lamest beanie collection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's but, uh, rough. But yeah. So we set up this whole dynamic, right? Of he he's learned he's learning from her. His curiosity has peaked, right? So right. him and his crew, what they do is they capture sharks for aquariums. They're not hunters, as he says. That's not my style. Killing things are not my style, right? But he he gets enamored with these killer whales, right? And he's like, well, if I can catch one of these, I'll make even more money. So then we cut to the scene all the all timer scene of this movie. Anyone who's seen this movie, you remember the capture scene, right? Oh, yeah. So Richard Harris and the, the boys, they think they're going to set up this, this sting operation, essentially, right? So 
it immediately starts to break down. So we, we try to harpoon the father, right? We're going to harpoon the, far, uh, the father orca. Right. The harpoon blows a hole in his fin, so you'll always see that he's scarred by this incident. That's a beautiful little bit of visual storytelling I always love about this. Movie. Yeah. Hits the lady orca, right? Hits his baby-making partner. Oh, yeah. Hits the mom. She starts wailing, right? Oh, yeah. Like these screams. And Richard Harris even goes... Dear God, he's like the sounds. He's like, the, it sounds like a human. So they're further reinforcing yeah. this idea of this like the sound effect. By the way, is so unsettling. Like, like if you're watching it at any point in time during the day and you watch it too loudly, you will get the cops called on you. Like, it yeah. sounds horrifying. Yeah. So here, here's this. I wrote, actually wrote this down because I was laughing so hard. Merciful God, that sound. It's almost human. So he's <laughs> he's shocked, right? So so they string up this mom killer whale. Yeah. Because oh wait, I forgot the most important part. So the mom killer whale, as she knows she's hooked, right? This also again, the whole thing is about setting them up as this this kind of human or better than human species. She knows she's hooked and knows she's with child. So what does she do? She swims to the propeller to try to kill herself on the propeller Dude, blade. Yeah, that was gnarly, gnarly. Like, yeah, right? So then they pull her up. They're like, pull her up. You know, I guess they're... Richard Harris obviously affected by this. Yeah. They pull her up on the notion that, well, at least they'll salvage. And then this is the shot no one will ever forget in this movie. The baby comes flying oh, out of the mom, right? Oh, my God. So it, it's a a baby that's just born onto the deck. Oh. And then I believe they just power wash it yeah. over the edge. No, they do. He's like telling, he's yelling at, I think it might be, I don't know if it's Ken or someone, but he's, or maybe it's Novak. Oh yeah, it's Novak. He's like, wash it off. Wash it off. It's fine. Like, I'm like, dude, that, that baby has been birthed on the deck. You are a absolute scumbag. Like, right. And what you see is you see Richard Harris sitting there. He's taking all this in. As he said, it's not his style to just kill. And you can tell, by the screams and the blood, he's he's shaken by this, right? Oh, yeah, hardcore. But even more shaken as we cut out to the water, which is the shot of the shots oh. of all the movie, right? This is the one that oh. does it. They do an extreme close-up on this fucking angry killer whale eye doing the rock eyebrow. Yeah. Just staring oh. Oh. at Richard Harris. Actually, one of my favorite scenes is when you see that he has seen Richard Harris, right? This comes a little later at night Yeah, after he eats the old sea dog, right? Yeah, yeah. He bites the guy, and then Richard Harris is like, "Damn you!" Yeah, that's and they stare. And Richard Harris, they actually do like a freeze frame to put him in the whale's eye to solidify the anger. But there, there's this, and it, it's much to Richard Harris's credit, right? The acting in this, my dog is mad. My dog is even mad about this orca murder. <laughs> but Richard Harris sells the shit out of this moment, right? Yeah. You see him actually affected in the cutaway to seeing the the actual orca right which seems like would be a cheesy moment oh no actually has an an, an insane depth to it to me yeah it's one of those moments you you're kind of like when you're watching this kind of a movie this is kind of cheesy jaws rip off you imagine and then you take it into the realm of this is an actual dramatic scene that plays oh yeah like that's the kind of weird you don't expect and the and the movie from there plays on it's it's often has a lot of extra depth right. from that kind of cheesy knockoff remake of a famous blockbuster. There's a lot of those scenes. And this scene, the the emotion is very real and raw. And it, it's 
it's strange. It's a strange alchemy that something like this exists in the kind of movie this was obviously yeah. produced to be. I mean, clearly this movie is meant to be a little bit more of a. It's an answer to Jaws, so there's a little bit more of a schlockiness to it. You kind of feel because it came after Jaws, but that yeah. moment alone, like I, what I loved about that moment too, is like preceding it. Novak is like the old salt is out there, like trying to cut the female down because it's still alive. And like, and the the dad's hitting the ship. Yeah. yeah, and Nolan's like, oh man, I maybe maybe I can save this by like cutting her out, and like he she can go back to the sea. So that's why Novak's out there, and he gets fucking oh chomped. God. But yeah, that like shot that that also they reuse that uh, close up a lot in the movie. I'm like, use it as much as you want. Like that is like the shot of the film is this like angry orca eye, just like yeah, I love it. It's so intense. And then yeah, like. It is a really nice piece of filmmaking, though, this, like, shot of, like, a horrified Nolan as he's staring down at the orca knowing, like, oh, shit, like, this is not over. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, the scene does a lot. I mean, it, it's that's what I mean. It's a great, great, memorable scene. And, and I believe the theory that most audiences don't remember a lot of character motivation and some of the subtler things in film, but they remember the scene, right? And right. this is a scene that once you see this movie, you will always remember this scene. And to me, one of the reasons is not just the the repulsiveness of the birth, but because it's it's laid on this bed of of really good emotional storytelling. Yeah. Um, and it also serves the purpose. This is something that sets this movie apart, which to me makes it very interesting is it – it reduces man back because like you said, there's a lot of these when animals attack movies mm -hmm. where it's like we wander into someone's turf and we're fucking it up, this and that. This is what this is. The new level is what if a creature can actually comprehend that? Right. Right. And we're not just like polluting the ocean. We're actually murdering his family. Right. And what if there is a beast that while maybe different than us is a smart emotional beast mm -hmm. who locks in and then but what it does is the orca becomes the man on a mission the yeah. the orca in this movie is captain ahab oh yeah the, no the orca right? is like and the white whale is the fucking albino ass richard harris yeah. that's the oh, true. And, and that's what i mean to, to give mother nature the pointed jaws wick i will come and find you and hunt you down that's different because we see after this Richard Harris doesn't want to go back to the sea. He's not leaping back. He he feels ashamed and embarrassed and maybe even scared. Uh, the whale is baiting him back. Like, come back to my oh, habitat, Oh, the whole bitch. movie. It's really, like, it's really <laughs> cool. And, like, not only that, but he also, like, the whale uh, in the little fishing village, like, takes away the fishing, like, takes away all the fish. Like, they all migrate. And that one guy who's in charge of the fishermen's union, finally, like, that one night scene confronts Richard Harris. He's like... I know what you did. Now all the fish the fish won't show up. We're all going to starve. The fuel lines have been cut. Like this whole crazy thing is all because this guy fucking won't go back out in the water. And like that's that's another thing. Like right preceding or um right after that scene, Charlotte Rampling like totally confronts Richard Harris while he's like walking out to the. It's where you find out why Richard Harris like kind of is the way Richard Harris is. But she's like, we should be studying you. You're the monster. Like, that's like, you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Now we're being explained what the movie actually is supposed to be about. Right. But there's actually another great scene that you wouldn't expect in a movie like this. And that's where Richard Harris is in the church uh, at his friend's funeral, right? He's like, not yeah. a lot of people came. You kind of get a feeling it's a loner community, a lot of isolation. This and right. That. 
So he starts talking to the priest, right? And he he asks him, I believe, can you sin against an animal? And uh, the preacher retorts, right, that the sin is really always against yourself. So what we find is that, again, this is Richard Harris actually scarred. He's burdened himself with this. Yeah. That he thinks he's just done something to the animal, but he knows he's hurt a core of himself. So, again, it's another of this deep concept, right? about you know you just don't expect it in this kind of a movie no you really don't Uh, you know because yeah you expect rubber killer whales and some blood splashed around and this and that but they have some of these deeper moments where we actually sit and you kind of understand that richard harris didn't mean it yeah but then you also understand that yeah the whale wants his revenge because it doesn't matter if you didn't mean it and it's it's fascinating dynamic that I love in this movie, right? Because <laughs> yeah, the the reverse Ahab and Moby Dick works for me really well. Um, but yeah, like you said, then we get into some fun and game setup where it's you know the whale is finding a way to try to take away all the things that are Richard Harris is holding dear, right? So yeah, what you see is you see Chief from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest flies in. Yep. And he kind of then gives like this greater spiritual element to the whale too, right? So right. not only is it humanized, not only is it scientifically better than us and smarter than us by Charlotte Rampling, now there's like a godlike element is that yeah. the killer whale is God and it won't quit and it has come for you, right? It's really it cool. Is, it is the devil that is coming to get you for what you've done. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we see the ships are going around. The whale starts sinking ships, but not his ship that was one of those moments i'm like oh that's really fucking cool like you know because the easy one would just be sink his ship right let him know fuck him but he's sinking everyone else's ship the whale is smart enough to turn all the others you know old salty sea dogs on richard harris what i love is that essentially the whale is pushing the whale is pushing richard harris back out to sea by isolating him from the land like he's like the only place you're going to be safe is back out here with me and that's when you and I are going to fucking have it have it out. Like that's the coolest part of the movie is you realize like they give the they give the orca this motivation of like we're going to get you back. I'm going to get you back out here. Like that's like that's some masterful shit. Like it's a really cool right. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but like one of my favorite ones is when the whale the whale has the wherewithal to understand how um, our fuel systems work. Oh, the fuel lines thing? Yes. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to smash all the fuel lines directly where then I can go hit some rusty metal, make a spark. <laughs> but this is one of the shots of the movie that I was like, I just, that moment is so funny to me that I love. As we see the town blowing up, we cut to a very wide shot of the bay. Yeah. And they add in the, the free willy jump. <laughs> So, so he's like blowing up a town, maybe murdering other innocent humans. Right. And he literally has like an arson boner. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's literally leaping with joy <laughs> at the carnage. He's re- like bringing oh, upon God, these people. So and great. it's so fucking good. So, yeah. So what you see is everyone's just like, get this guy out, like fix his boat. You got to go. You coward. But it doesn't go until. Oh. Uh, the orca finally knocks his little sea stilt house off, right? Which right. I've always thought, if you build your house on sticks above a cliff or water... You're asking for it. That's fair game. I'm yeah. on. I'm with the orca on that one. Don't do that. That's that's just poor decision-making. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, eats Bo Derek's leg. Oh, dude, that was Right? That's what happens. Wait, but by the way, another little lovely touch I, in this movie, they have like this amazing sailor bachelor pad. <laughs> and I love the shot right before... 
he takes the ship down, I guess. They're panning through the living room. Yeah. And in a picture frame there is just a naked woman in scuba gear with her tits hanging out. And I'm like, I love the fact that not only he took that picture, but he framed it and put it in his living room where every visitor <laughs> can see. It tells you an enormous amount about the guys that live in this home. <laughs> Yeah, it tells it's you a lot about detail, the characters. You, but I immediately with. was like, I love that some guy's like, I'm the goddamn art director on Orca, and I'm making this shit real. <laughs> I'm bringing emotional truth to this I like house how, of yeah, scuba tits. The set dresser like <laughs> threw it in the background, like no one will ever notice it. And then sure enough, 40 years later, we're all yeah, sitting, we're sitting here going, I was like, man, did you see that tits? fucking background picture of the lady with the tits and the scuba gear? God. Yeah. Inspired choices. Yeah, so... <laughs> This is also yeah, I, this is also like where it. we see Bo Derek, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Bo Derek, brief cameo, uh, hardly used, but yeah, you get some funny ones here. You get Chief from Cuckoo's Nest, Lewis from Nerds, Bo Derek, Richard Harris. Obviously, went on to a hell of a career. Yeah, uh, it's a good cast though. Everyone does their part really well in this movie. Uh, another scene that's probably much better than this movie deserves. <laughs> Is uh, Richard Harris in the ship, or he's in the tent, right? He puts up the yeah. Richard Harris scarecrow, <laughs> which I fucking love. I love the concept. He's like, I'm just gonna put my newsies hat on this scarecrow. To I don't know what his plan was. Was he gonna lure it in? Yeah, I mean, maybe I the orca will kill itself on the rocks. Any, or whatever. Anytime anybody does scarecrow with animals, that's always sort of the sentiment. Is like, oh, they'll never be able to tell the difference. They're dumb animals. Even <laughs> yeah. though this animal he's has our, proven, our- like, at several occasions, he's smarter than most humans he already knows thermodynamics (laughs) fuel science arson (laughs) he knows uh engineering how to take out the right stilts he can determine boats but he'll never fucking guess this melon on a stick (laughs) he'll never guess this scarecrow tactic i have in my back pocket right uh but yeah i believe the scene goes on from there so he does this really dumb thing but then he sits there in the tent and he he unveils his past right right which I believe, if I remember, it was uh, he lost a child, right? To drunk oh. driving? Was it a drunk driver killed his family? Yeah, it was a drunk driver. I thought he told that story. Oh, wait, I guess that's all in the same scene. Oh, maybe I'm thinking. Oh, see, now I got my timeline mixed up. Yeah, it's when Charlotte Rampling and him are like talking, and that's when Charlotte Rampling's like, you're the animal. And he's like, I'm not excited by this. He's like, this is sort of it's survival. And then he tells the story. He lost his wife, an unborn child, in a drunk driver accident. So you get this yeah. backstory of like, you know, he's not he was already broken long before. He's not just some thrill killer. He's a guy who, you know, his life is his work. He threw himself. But that's in. the other thing. It gives him a layer to which he sympathizes with his exactly. antagonist. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And he gets this level where when he and we look back now and you see him so haunted by the mother orca and the baby. You understand now more where this is coming from, right? Right. He's not just a coward. He's not just a, you know, a sea butcher. Right. But this is a moment where he was reliving his own traumas. And then I believe it's from there that the orca eats Bo Derek and he runs out. He's like, damn you. Yeah. (laughs) I I love that. He's like, I'll fight you. I'll fight you. Damn you. (laughs) That and like. You bastard. And then somehow like this is like. And I think if I'm not wrong, during him screaming, I'll fight you. We get a free willy jump. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's just me putting that back. I'm Mandela affecting myself. No, what we get is (laughs) what we get is the orca beckoning him out to the ocean. Like that's the best part is like it's like the orca's Neo moment where he like gives a little gives a little hand gesture like, come on, let's go. 
and he's like, "Let's come on out. Let's let's see what you got." Like that's my favorite. <laughs> that's probably my favorite part of the movie is the orca literally like giving a little, "Come on, let's do it." Like that. That in and of itself, I'm like, this orca is the greatest movie monster of all time. Like even my even even eclipsing King Kong, he's beckoning someone out. Like, come on, let's fight. Let's go, homie. Like that is really something. I yeah, so absolutely love that. Between moment. the orca, he has this emotional breakdown, and then the villagers are trying to get him out. And Harris actually, this is the weird thing about this movie is to get an actor like Richard Harris to do this. And he goes there, right? You you feel the burden building upon this man. He gives you a legitimate performance. Oh yeah, for this Orca movie. So that that screaming, I'll fight you. Like it hits me in the soul, where I'm like, it's like a this is Sparta for me. Where you're, yeah, bitch, yeah, go fight him. Like he crossed the line now. You got to pick a side, right? Are you with the oh you Orca learn. or the man? You're gonna learn today. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just it's so fucking funny, man. So, yeah, so he gathers up his crew and he goes out to see. And this is where it gets even stranger because now we're in this very weird. The, the movie drags a bit in this part, right? Yeah, kind of like. So they give us a Charling Rampling uh, like voiceover to really nail in the reverse Moby Dick effect. Right, yeah. <laughs> this is the diary of the journey. I think he's going mad. I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> but, uh, that's a so super high her... voice for Charlotte Rampling. This is my favorite part about Charlotte Rampling is her voice is basically my, my, it's basically my voice with a British accent. For a woman, wow! I absolutely. really that was a that's a hashtag humble brag. I if abs- I'm not mistaken, that's a hashtag humble brag. Well, it's just like this. Awesome, yeah, I'm Alex like, Dandino. I kind of sound like Charlotte Rampling. <laughs> hello, hello, I'm Charlotte Rampling. Like it's just this like awesome like two pack a day Marlboro Red woman voice that is just like oh, so, my favorite kind of woman voice. It's so hot. But anyways, keep going. Sorry. But yeah, so in this phase, I was left to ponder. I was like, I don't understand her character's love for Nolan at all. Like, the moment she sees the dead whale carcass and how butchered it was, and the fact that the dad orca had to bring this mom orca to sea as, like, a <laughs> laying down the line. Why is Charlotte Rampling actually with this Nolan dude? My theory was a fun end for the movie is that you find out that Rampling somehow, she's like a scuba diver, she's in cahoots with the whale. <laughs> that she's like, I'll bring this chum out to sea with you, right? <laughs> I will feed you Richard Harris. So she's hitting him on the level, making him relive, you know, like in the tent, relive your wife and child's death. Right. Now yeah. I'm bringing you out to my friend, the orca. Fuck you. Because <laughs> that's what I said. If I were her, I would be documenting the shit out of this. And then when those people pick me up at the end of the movie, I'd be like, hey, remember how I said orcas are super smart? Let me spin you a yarn of revenge. <laughs> See, that's like, what I was. This ho- orca knows about fuel lines. That's what I was hoping. That's where I was hoping the voiceover was leading to is literally the end where she's like talking on a like talking with the people who picked her up off the iceberg is like, that's my story of the orca, the killer <laughs> whale. That, no shits. The killer whale that outsmarted no Richard Harris. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Anything like that. I what do you think it is about Nolan that has the doc so hooked? Is Ooh, this just a movie trope we couldn't so does, escape? God, the the pun game in this is really strong. By the way, I don't think you meant to do that, but I I, I gotta give a little golf clap for the the pun game right there. Uh, I'm so good, I don't even know what I said. You you said was it? Oh, I said hook. Yeah, you said hooked. Nice job. Uh, God damn, I'm good. You know, God damn, I'm good. You know, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where you see a lot of movies like this from the 70s, especially action movies. Like, I think about the, uh, I think about the original, or not the original. Sorry, I think about that um, 
70s King Kong, like the Jessica Lang one. And it's sort of the same. It falls victim to sort of the same category where like, I don't really think there's a motivation for Charlotte Rampling to be in love with Richard Harris. Like, um, I think the reason is because he's a man and she's a woman, and then the two male and female leads <laughs> of the movie. Like, it's one he, of the, he can't he can't be a manly enough opponent for yeah, Norca no. unless we know that every woman just wants to jump his boat. Yeah, I mean, like it's one of those. If things he doesn't that, have enough animal magnetism for land beast, how can he possibly take <laughs> on this sea beast? I feel like it's one of those things that happen in the seventies with these kinds of movies is you have a male, male and female lead, and then you're like. Well, those two have to fuck at some point. Like, that's like you just like shrugged your shoulders and said, of course, those two. <laughs> See, I would like her to have been a little more Glenn Close in this one. Yeah. Like Richard Harris is the rabbit. She's going to boil in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would have made more sense. Like, I actually think I would have liked to have seen her, like you were saying, like in cahoots with the orca, but like have this weird sort of creepy sexual fetish with like ocean ocean dwellers. That would have been like. Right, <laughs> that would have been the thing. She's like, "I wish I was an orca." At the end of the movie, she just picks the winner of the battle, and she's like, "Now you may have me." <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was an orca. Like oh, that's crazy. that's that's what I want. Yeah, to there, see. there is a moment in the movie right where, like, from the time that the orca does the Morpheus with the tail, yeah, come at me, bro. There, there's an argument to be made that nothing else that happens in the rest of the movie is real life. <laughs> No, absolutely not. Because then we spend what feels like 20 minutes just slowly going north when they know they don't have that much provisions or fuel. By the way, they I, keep going past when they know they can get back. This like 20 minute montage thing, by the way, happens twice. And the first time they do it is the Orca funeral. And I'm like, good Lord, this is going on for. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The Orca funeral, the Orca fucking this like there are just moments that it just feels like they're like. Guys, we just got to hit our 90. Got to hit <laughs> our 90. That's minutes. exactly what I thought the entire time. Like, I felt like an editor sitting there on the steam back. I'm like, guys, we're at 88 minutes. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, all right, two yeah. more minutes of Orca funeral. Who gives a shit? Like, let's just get to our 90. We got to hit the it's Like, we're at 72 minutes. We have 15 free willies. Like, we got to have something, guys. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel at some point an editor was just sitting there like, Oh God, we have so much time to fill. I'll just, you know what, whatever. Can no, someone call, call Charlotte, Charlotte back in? Have her voice over some stuff. Can someone call <laughs> Charlotte Rampling? We need some odd voiceover about you know wanting to fuck a whale. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Like, let's just get this thing going. Yeah. Well, there's also this. It's like the weird montage where not a lot's happening. Although it seems Richard Harris is completely like losing his mind. Yeah. And uh, so we have a lot of. There, there's the other thing I love, which is just veteran sea people not knowing to not dangle off the edge when four yeah. guys before them get knocked off yeah, the edge. Yeah, what the fuck, eat. man? Also, that's like half. <laughs> that's how half the people die in this movie, and I'm like, you guys are idiots. You all deserve this. Yeah, well, they, they had. It's just weird, right? Like they keep falling off the edge, so he can presumably like carb load on his way to the big fight. <laughs> then they get there, and the whale literally pushes a platform of ice over. Like, come at me, bro. This is where it goes down. Right. And Richard Harris has like these great moments of like, I won't fight him. I won't fight him. But then as soon as he sees the ice, he's like, oh, I'm going to harpoon his ass. <laughs> and he's like, I won't fight him. As soon as he gets a gun, oh, I'm going to fucking shoot in the ice. Yeah, what the fuck, man? But no, because Harris has this great moment on the boat as we're doing this descent to madness that may or may not be real. Right. Because everyone starts kind of flipping around, right? All the veteran seamen just essentially dangle themselves over his bait. Chief, who was so adamant, I'll go with you. All of a sudden, like, I got to take you back. This is getting too much. Yeah, he's like, this, this is way too, too much. Just changes for no reason. Uh, 
But Harris has this great line in the movie. It's one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is where he's like, he loved his family more than I did. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, because the whale's willing to just murder everyone of the same species, that shows a great love for us. (laughs) Richard Harris is having a moment where he's like, you know what I should have done back when that drunk driver killed my wife and kids? Murder Murder all humans. (laughs) I should have just murdered everyone. He has a moment of appreciation. Yeah, just go to the DMV. Anyone who wants one of these kill machines, I'm going to take you the fuck out. But it's a cool moment. Like, the way he delivers, I was like, damn, that is a choice, tasty line. I loved it. Well, that's, like, the benefit of having a guy like Richard Harris do this movie. And I was reading some, like, trivia. Like, he turned down an Ingmar Bergman movie to do this movie. And that's one of those things where you're like, wow. (laughs) Like, yes, you gave up, like, doing Icelandic depression for, like, three months straight to do this Orca movie. But at the same time... But then he takes Orca. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I already already could play depressed. Right. (laughs) But what's awesome is, like, he takes this... Like, imagine another actor, like, being in this, like, position of making a movie. Like, like position of being that character. Like, Richard Harris elevates it to that, like, Ahab Shakespeare level. Because he's, <laughs> cause he's Richard Harris. Like, any other actor. Right. Like, imagine, like, a shitty British actor. And, I mean, granted, I'm not saying there are shitty British actors. But imagine, like, an actor who maybe is... Like, <laughs> like imagine if they had cast, like... Stephen Fry or like a comedian to do this like it would have been just like totally you're like oh come on like this is just so corny but I mean this was a a Charles Bronson movie that obviously didn't have Charles Bronson it makes it completely different it's more Jaws Wick then yes right much more Jaws Wick in that case this is like I I love the notion of he's like wait the guy who made the seventh seal and virgin springs he's like very arty very depressing very long not really into that or I can fist fight an orca on a giant Ice teeter totter <laughs> sold. Sorry, I'm not He's into like, that. I'll bring I'll bring my chops and my fist. Let's go fight some orcas. Sorry, I'm not into this whole art house thing you're doing, Ingmar Bergman. I need to I need to fist fight an orca. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, someday I'll look back after I get my orca Oscar and I'll be totally vindicated. <laughs> Which I found out, and then I also read he deeply regretted turning down Ingmar Bergman for like the rest of his career. <laughs> I'm like over orca. How could you? I mean, you clearly made the you clearly made one choice over another. Like, just live with it. Like, it's fine. I'll tell you this right now. You read me the title, and I've actually watched a fair amount of Bergman. I liked that shit for a while. Yeah, I still like it. Don't don't get me wrong that I don't like it. But now it's one of those with with less movie viewing time. You have to you have to be in a real mood to pick Bergman. Right? Yeah, you have. So you to- read me the title of the movie he skipped on. Never heard it. Yeah. Orca is the kind of movie that people will find for generations it, to come. It's true. No one's going to sit so, there and w- re- w- watch <laughs> The Serpent's Egg, but someone will definitely watch Orca for sure. Ten times out yeah, of ten. For sure. If you're going to be in a movie with an animal in the title, pick Orca. Even though Serpent is cool, pick Orca. <laughs> never seen it. I've never seen The Serpent or The Egg. I have no idea what that movie's about, but I know he's not fist fighting a whale on a sea teeter totter. No, absolutely. Oh, God. Oh, can we please? That is one of the all time great moments. Can we please talk about this? (laughs) It is the greatest set piece of all time. I love, I just love that showdown. Because not only is it visually just so fun. But also, there's a moment as Richard Harris is sliding down to the whale's mouth that I'm assuming the orc is like, anticlimactic. (laughs) He's like, this is maybe not worth all the work I went to. Like, I probably could have just eaten the guy on the open seas. (laughs) Do you think think as Richard Harris, the actor, was doing... Oh, by the way, I read that Richard Harris did all his own stunts. 
So, do you think yeah. as Richard Harris is sliding down into the orca's mouth, he was like, hmm, serpent's egg looks real good right now. I don't know why. <laughs> like, do you, like, he was just replaying like philosophical <laughs> debate dialogue in his brain. I just like, no, what I bet, I bet, because you know, to do a Bergman movie, you have to do like existential crisis right, philosophy right. monologues. He was probably screaming that into the whale's open maw, right? Just, I stare into the abyss. <laughs> Just losing it. And as he's going down, he's getting to throw punches too. Right. It is, it's one of those, again, you might not remember everything about the movie, but those were the two things. When, I, when we did Animals Attack, right? I'm like, oh, me and my mom used to love this movie. I have to watch it. The sea teeter-totter and the birth were definitely the two things I remembered the most. From, for a first-time viewer, I'm going to tell you that birth thing is haunting. Like, it is terrifying. Like, it's honestly, a truly like, disturbing moment. It's honestly the most disturbing part of the entire movie. And, I, like, there's some disturbing shit. There's not, like, a whole lot of weird shit in this movie, I guess. But that is, like, actually haunting. Like, that image of, yeah. like, power washing a baby whale off the Ugh. deck of a boat is, like, the most sad thing I've ever seen in and a like movie. you said just the sounds and the watching the propeller suicide but the ending plays a little like that too I like that he gets Richard into the water and just kind of circles him fucking with him yeah and then they do this thing that I, I remember when I saw this as a kid right when um it was like before planet earth and that there was some kind of VHS box that you could buy which I think every single dad in the universe got for Christmas that year as like a nature VHS <laughs> box set and I remember my dad got it, you know, because, you know, that's what you get, dad. Stuff of course, like that. you get stuff like that. It was like, oh, my God, we don't have to get him something for the grill. We can get him something like this. It's, it's like amazing. that. <laughs> it's like that or Civil War or World War II documentaries. That's yeah, also- this was before Ken Burns, I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there's a scene when the whales, you see the orcas fucking flip seals into the sea with their tails. Yeah. Right? Because it pulverized them into almost like a, a gusher fruit snack. Oh. And he does that to Richard Harris. Yeah. It's and awesome. I, when they did that in the movie, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I like that the whale, even he's taking his time to savor this destruction and let Richard Harris feel the pain and misery that his wife did when she was strung up above the water yeah. as he's dangling helpless in the water. It seems like just a silly moment, but to me it plays really well as a bookend to that ship scene. Right. Um. Yeah, at the end of the day, man, I don't know. <laughs> This movie has some warts. <laughs> it does, but, but I would say it's all worth I it. Think, I think what it does, though, because it's the thing, like, what are the elements, right? That The alchemical elements that really made this work. You have really good acting. Yeah. You have some actually taut, dramatic moments that don't belong in a movie like this in some kind of just creature feature blood fest, right? Right. They actually bring the whale. They elevate it so far above the B-roll and rubber prop that it mm-hmm. could have been. I agree. Uh, I, I actually it, had a really yeah. tough time figuring out. Like, the human stuff was far more uh, fake than anything with the orcas. Like, some like the orca creature stuff was really good, I thought. It's great. But that's that's what I mean. It's It's real emotion... From the sea and the land meeting, right? The the immovable object and the unstoppable force Here, kind of thing. Here's a question for you, though, as an orca aficionado. Does the orca survive at the end of the movie, though? Because that's a big thing. Like, the orca is trying to get back up for air in the Arctic. Like, do- You know what? I saw that, too. And um, my take on that is no. 
I I I read some I, stuff. I and think I, I believe the Orca filmmaker chose, said the same thing. I think the Orca chose that place for the showdown because I think the Orca as he was right. The happy-go-lucky baby making and the seaweed orca. Oh, you're saying he's like dead. a broken orca. Yeah, I think he he did what he meant to do, right? Which was, I'll destroy this person who destroyed all of my stuff. I'll take everything from him. And then, yeah, I think at the end there there's a mutual destruction, right? Right. That in committing an act like that, just as I think Richard Harris died the moment he killed that mom and baby whale. You know, that's that's the is a sin against an animal. No, the sin's against yourself, right? Right. I think the orca was done and he had a mission and I think he will because that's the thing. He was already where he could breathe. Right. There were no predators or guns firing at him. There was one helicopter coming, a little one. Right. So you're which I have to say, I half expected him to eat. (laughs) Right. So you're thinking it's like I'm I'm resting now. Now I'm going to go see my family. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I like think that. he's like, I, I will push my soul, as it were, onto the beaches of the next life with my wife and kid. That's interesting. Yeah, I think he willingly swims under the ice because that's the thing. He's already where he can breathe. Right. So we know that's not a problem. Right. The ships come in. So we know there's open sea everywhere. Right. Yeah, I think I think the orca achieved his mission and he was a broken man He or a broken beast as it were right who's beast and who's man that's what this movie deals with i really lot. like that i like that kind of summary i think that's interesting it actually makes it even more uh uh jaws wickish i like that jaws wick that's yeah. straight up jaws that's wick. thing he's like no more puppy for me well i'll tell I don't you find a pound at the end as a first time viewer of this movie and not quite the aficionado you are i i really thought it was a i thought it was a fucking blast man like Yes, there's like that great like schlockfest stuff that sometimes happens in these movies, especially creature features like this from the 70s. But there are like a lot of great dramatic beats. And I think that's a credit to casting great actors in these kinds of movies. It's the same thing that I like that 70s uh, King Kong's the same way. Like it's Jessica Lange and Jeff Bridges. And while it's kind of corny and weird and so clearly a guy. Dear God. Eight, Guy in an ape. I have to pause you for one sec. I actually just watched that with Hunter. Yeah, as he saw it on my like list of movies I could watch. Right. There's a moment in that movie that might be the most terrifying moment in any film ever. So the audience, just look up um, King Kong bathing Jessica Lange. Yeah. Holy shit! Not only does he bathe her, but then he picks her up right, and King Kong has like the most sex offender smile. Right. It looks like something straight like (laughs) Peter Laurie and him. And then he starts blowing her. And it they played exactly as if this makes Jessica Lang just have all kinds of lady feelings. In King Kong, they cut back to the Peter Laurie face. It is truly like my kid literally was just looking at me as if to say, Papa, what's happening? And I had nothing for him. I was like, this is not something I should have shown you as a kid. I've shown him a lot of stuff, but that's the thing I'm worried most has damaged him. <laughs> oh, God, I, I love it. It's like one of the best. It's But it's also it's like super uncomfortable and creepy. But it also, again. That like, movie we have to do on the show someday. That movie has so many unusual things about it. What, I, what I'll say, and I think you would agree, right, is that I, this movie is a a miracle that it exists, period. That you could sell... Um, the next Jaws, right? We're going to try to be Jaws, right? Bigger, tougher, scarier Jaws. Um, and that they let it play and have those quiet, dramatic moments as much as they did. Yeah. I mean, I think when you it have... didn't the revert ca- more back to the, the ship being ripped asunder and everyone getting eaten. Right. I go back Which to... Which is plenty of that. 
when you have the cast you have, that's like kind of what it is, is they're leaning. Yes, there's like plenty of great creature feature stuff, but there's a lot of stuff you can lean on when you have Richard Harris and Charlotte Rampling and Will Sampson and like these people that are going to elevate your art from being just like this sort of B movie, you know, double feature flick to being like something a little more and a little better, you know? Yeah. This would, I remember once when I was a kid, I saw a drive in double feature and it was Rookie of the Year and Free Willy. Yep. Could you imagine watching Free Willy? And then that plays as like a prequel to this movie. Wow. It's like that that little fucker never should have let him out. Because <laughs> we know he already does. That's where he learned the first murder jump. The first murder free willy jump. Yeah, that would have been like. this. That would be an all-time great double feature. Bring your kids. Halfway through, they fall asleep. And then us adults suss out what happens later. <laughs> when an overly smart, too humanized whale gets out and can have his oh, way. God, with the that's great. I had a fucking blast watching this movie, man. It really was like a worthwhile for being the first time. It's a good movie. It's an actually good movie. That's the thing. It gets It has no right being a good movie, right? It's it's a cheap grab at trying to make some of that extra buckets of Jaws cash. And what they got through the odd alchemy of filmmaking, which we always discuss, they found some great actors. In a script that has some actual depth to it with some great moments. And they found a way to overcome the B-roll and the rubber shark or the rubber whale and make it good. Yeah. Um, it's fun, man. And and they found two or three scenes that will be forever memorable to those who have seen the movie. Truly haunting. Yeah. If you That's a lot more than a lot of movies accomplish. Yeah. Alchemist, you guys gotta watch that that baby that baby orca scene is one of the most like uncomfortable things i've ever seen in a movie that whole sequence is just that's a very interesting scene study yeah that's a very interesting one it's very crazy that that is the moment when because it starts off a little slow yeah and then you get to that and you're like oh fuck because honestly the opening with the shark and the whale hitting the shark you're like oh yeah that's what kind of movie this is right by the time you get to that scene you're like, oh shit! This is gonna be more. This is gonna be a more than. Yeah, and you're very lucky. It definitely you're kicks, very lucky. It definitely Bob. kicks itself uh, into high gear. It's really, it's really something, man. I would, I would suggest anyone watch this movie. It's on rent. Right. It's on rental right now on Amazon, and then uh, Amazon. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I know actually it. own it. <laughs> well, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? Of course I own it. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. So that's Orca Alchemist. That is number two of our four-part Animals Attack the Pod. Still to come Congo. Still to come Deep Blue Sea. Back in the sea. Oh, yes. Um, a lot of other good stuff on the way, guys. Uh, as always, rate, review, share, subscribe. All the things that help us build podcasts. If you're listening to this, you probably love fucking movies as much as we do. Go find a friend who also likes movies. Just pick one movie from our catalog and watch it with them and then listen to the show. See if it fucking lights them up and hopefully they'll pass it along just like that. Um, Also, as always, take some time and send us shows that you'd like to see. Maybe we can build a month and a curation around that. Uh, Maybe we'll just do them as a one-off, guys. If there's stuff you really want to watch and talk about with us... We'd love to do that. Yeah, the show is heavily dependent on your participation, as most podcasts are. But this one in particular, we really want you guys to be involved. Like, the way we do our other shows is very different. But this one, like, we want you guys to tell us what you want to see. If you want us to talk about a certain movie, 
we'll find a way to curate it with a bunch of others and maybe you'll see some maybe you'll find something you didn't think you would have seen before that's like the whole point of the fun nature of our show so get on board with it or i will orca your ass no questions <laughs> jaws wick jaws wick yeah, so send us ideas. Um, if you have the app Letterboxd, we're on Letterboxd with a list, the Film Alchemist podcast list. Mm -hmm. It shows all the movies that we have covered or are about to, so you can stay abreast and ahead of the curve so you've seen these by the time we talk about them. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. It was a sad, tragic, but beautiful journey through the sea. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I'll catch you next time. <laughs>